I'm in a dream. I'm nothing like the others. I own this world. This game was meant for you, William. But you must play it alone. Where is the center of the maze? As a dragon. It's time to talk strength and luck on today's Way Out Westworld. Once again, I am your non-threatening host, Laura, and joining me in decoding episode three of season two this week are Gary and Mac. Hi. Hello. Before we start talking about arguably, and I'm sure we'll argue over it, the most exciting episode this season so far, here's a spoiler warning to remind you that we are going to be talking about everything up to and including Virtue e Fortuna, and we're going to be making our guesses as to what will happen next. So if you've not caught up, don't worry about it. We'll wait for you. You can go away and watch it and come back when you want. So you have now been warned. Now, Mac and Gary, let's just get into it. Lots of mind-blowing moments, but I think we'll start at the beginning. The Raj. The Raj. What an opening. So we've just discovered what Park 6 is. Yep. Um, and it was not what we expected no, it to it be. Wasn't. No, no. I, I, what did we all expect it to be when they saw the tiger? I I had a lot of questions about whether tigers were in Japan. Like I started looking mm. at where where are tigers? I am not a tiger expert. I cannot tell what type of tiger it was from <laughs> looking at it. To me, it was just the tiger from The Walking Dead. <laughs> so um, it is. I mean, it is great to see the CGI tiger from The Life of Pi getting work elsewhere. Like it's a difficult yeah, life out there for yeah. CGI tigers, and I'm glad that they've found work because they were a good tiger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I that was the last thing I expected was the colonial rule of India. <laughs> Didn't yeah. really. AKA wasn't what I was going for. Not so woke world. Not I mean, so woke world. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It was interesting because I generally thought it would there'll be some kind of jungle theme to it, but I mean, there was kind of a jungle part in that first that opening segment um uh, but no it was it was very very interesting a typical of westworld throwing us something completely different um and you know starting us off going where are we where are we and that's just westworld for you yeah it? i mean add to the where are we also who are these yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> with the two protagonists who seem to be full of mistrust for each other shall yep. we say absolutely um yeah it was a uh, an interesting way to start a relationship, we'll yeah. say. Um, I do not know whether I would have stayed in that room if someone had suggested that, as an act of foreplay, we had to shoot each other with guns. Well, I, I think don't it, I, find that romantic. No, it, you're absolutely right, Laura. I think you know it's clear that the 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 women who go to the Delos parks are they want to make sure that any kind of relationship they have is with an actual human. The guys, not so much. Yeah, the the boundaries are a little more blood when it comes to the gents I think so absolutely now taking it back um, so looking at the the park in itself um, the Raj so what we've kind of worked out is that that when translated literally means the rule it appears to be looking at the sort of era so the British rule in India was around about 1858 to 1947 yeah Um, it's a it's a weird one in terms of it does look like there's a lot of 
sort of viceroy atmosphere, big houses, yes. yeah. hunting for endangered animals. Mm-hmm. Um, what the Delos Destinations website tells us is that if being pampered by our world-class spa isn't your cup of Darjeeling tea, the parks, jungles and mountains are your only chance to glimpse magnificent beasts long vanished from your world. Why do you think people are going to this? I can kind of get why you'd go to Westworld. You've maybe grown up seeing a lot of Westerns. I mean, Westworld in itself, that's not a realistic depiction of that time period in America. Again, it's a romanticised idea of a time period, but I don't quite get why people would go here. Morbid curiosity. Possibly, yeah. Is it that we are so far ahead in the future now that these animals are extinct, if it is the, the Bengal tiger? I, I think so. I, I mean, for me, it wasn't so much to do with the hunting rather than being weighted on hand and foot. Yeah. I think there is a little bit of, I want to go back to a time when there was, you know, a bit subservient, really, a bit subservient. And I thought, it's almost playing the game on easy mode. You know, there, yeah. There's not going to be a lot of gunplay. There's not going to be a lot of fighting. Not that I can see unless the whole, until the hosts go rebellious. But it just seemed that it was quite a chilled out time. <laughs> A lot of um, a lot of just kind of sitting outside and drinking meeting tea. people and drinking yep. tea and then elephant trips to yep. to go on little hunting expeditions. Jungle feasts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's, it seems quite. It, it does seem like a, a relaxing thing to do. But now, is it also uh, the name, the rule, as you say? We're at a stage now where there are no rules. So mm-hmm. is it just a play on the words? This could well be. This could well be. Now, we've only seen one host there turn. Yes. So that kind of leads us to think that maybe it is just after the rebellion in Westworld. Yep. Do yeah. you think everyone has turned? All of the hosts have turned? Or, or do you is think it's a virus that's spreading? Because they are on the very outermost bit of the park. But, Mac, you've got kind of different opinions. Well, well on I, this. I thought the, the initial scene when they're having their kind of flirtation between the two guests and then uh, they have their relations and then they go on a hunt together i think between them getting together and then them going on the hunt that is when um dolores shot forward and the rebellion started i think that is like a kind of key moment there and maybe something to do with gary was used the word virus almost like the the mesh network Mm -hmm. that all the hosts are connected it starts to spread and that's when the the hosts of the other parks start to rebel against the guests now the female in this situation who we don't know much about, she seems to have a sort of man in black style knowledge of what she was expecting when she got there. Yeah. Yes. And a, a happy little notebook with a lot of symbols that kind of came up later in the episode. Who do we think she is? I, I'm not sure. I, I definitely don't think this is her first time at a Delos park. I think she knows she's either Delos connected and maybe that's why she didn't. She wanted to make sure that the person she was talking to wasn't a, a host or someone who is out and, and has maybe heard of these weapons or files or something. She's definitely got a plan. Um, her plan didn't go as well as hoped, but she's, she's pursuing onwards. My hope is that she will turn out to be Teresa Cullen's daughter. I feel that as a character from season one that was just kind of murdered and left. Yeah, yeah. Where is her family and why has no one shown yeah. any concern? And I, with her in-depth knowledge of the park, that makes me wonder, has she grown up here? But, I mean, if we start talking daughters, could this be the man in black's daughter? 
Perhaps. Does that age work out well? Is it that, you know, there's that sort of... And is she looking final? for him? Possibly. Maybe. Is she looking for answers? Is she trying to work out what he's trying to work out? It's, it's a difficult... Uh, we're still very early on in the series, but they are chucking out a lot of questions. Yeah. Although she did look almost resigned to her fate when she was discovered on the shore. Yes. Yes. It's quite... It, it doesn't feel like the boundaries of all these parks are very secure at no, all. No, you just run through a light. You just go through a light and a little voice tells you, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that, that confused me. I generally just imagined them in these massive, almost Truman Show-like pods mm-hmm. that, yes. you, that you had to access through a door. But seeing that the Raj is relatively close to the edge of Westworld, it kind of takes a wee bit... A, a, I don't know, just take something away from me a little bit. It's too easily accessed. So we end the Raj with this new female washing up on shore of Westworld. It's all starting to come together. She mm. was looking at symbols that we kind of spotted Bernard looking at later on. So it's going to be super interesting to see how she ties into this. Yeah. But that wasn't all that happened. I feel like we could go on about this for a very long time, but that wasn't all that happened. Mac, what else was your sort of... WTF moment. I think for me this week, it had to be the battle at uh, Fort Forlorn Hope. There was just so many elements at play here. There was Dolores and, you know, being the incredibly manipulating person that she is, uh, getting the the Major's men uh, and essentially just using them as bait and a disposable army. Just the way that she just set up her whole game plan I've got to say um, and it really showed what side I was on when the um, when the security team came to, to take them out I thought that's it you're done Dolores the game over for you but she had a game plan she knew what she was doing and it almost was as if that her and Charlotte were using disposable armies Charlotte just used the security team to go in and get Abernathy and Dolores you know um just drew the security team in and then just blew them all to hell. And it was it was quite something to watch. It was a yeah. great set piece. That was a proper tactic of the removal of the flag to yeah. signify yes. two yeah. armies all working as one, but two very, very different tactics on the battlefield. Definitely. Um, Major Brigham did... So Major Brigham was in charge of Fort Forlorn Hope. Dolores shows up. Mm-hmm. That seems very confusing to him. Why is this female in front... Mm-hmm. Riding up in front, mm-hmm. Dolores sets out her stall. He invites her in, and next thing, betrayed, getting locked out of his own house. Didn't seem too happy. <laughs> it it um, was a brutal way to go. Yeah. It, it wasn't. Really was. Yeah, it wasn't. That look of acknowledgement when he looked back up. And he and, knew exactly what she had done. Yes, yeah. yes. And even that the that Dolores had her followers shoot the confederados through the door she is just taking no prisoners and at first I thought she was possibly trying to save the hosts and build this new world but she is being quite easy with who she just chucks to the side yes yes I mean even when you watch her tell Teddy to go and dispose of the rest of the federales you can see Teddy's not quite sure just what she's got in mind and you can understand his reaction when he tells him to go but when she obviously spots what's happened, you now worry for Teddy's fate. Yeah, back to Teddy. Poor Teddy, still having the worst time of it. <laughs> does not seem happy. Does Has just followed Dolores about. 
like we talked a lot in the last podcast about how he just had his happy little life, happy girlfriend, happy relationship. They were kind of equal. They had this nice story to tell. And now he's just getting dragged whole way around Westworld and just shooting people mm-hmm. or being asked to shoot people. He does not want to do this. No, it's he's, not really in his nature. No. Like he, I mean, he stood up for... A, he stood up for 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 people who were you know uh, under threat, but he is the one putting people under threat now because of Dolores, and it just seems that this is not the way that Teddy should go. And I think he'd just be better off back in Sweetwater. I think that's where he wants to be. <laughs> Absolutely, I do think that if they all looked the other way, he would just creep off. Yeah, and, I think you're right. He'd find him fishing somewhere and just having a nice little time of it. Yeah, he is no Hector. That is for sure. Absolutely no Hector. Hector is in this for love and is willing to do whatever Maeve tells him to do and is ready to fight. And Teddy still... I mean, this is the difference, is that Dolores does have other personalities. She has a lot of memories. She can remember when she was outside the park. She Mm -hmm. found her consciousness. Teddy doesn't have that. Teddy's just wondering why... Teddy's probably feeling a bit confused that there's certain story beats that have been missed here and he's now... I think that's a really great point you brought up, Laura, because Dolores has essentially been around from the start. She's been around longer than Bernard. And see, when they had that exchange about Bernard talking about what's on the outside, Dolores is like, I've been on the outside. You haven't. You only think what you know. I know. I thought that was really interesting. So to bring that back, Bernard has also ended up at the fort. Mm -hmm. He was taken, um, pretty much kidnapped, which also leads to a big question of who are they who are they going against is it that you just have to wear formal wear <laughs> if you dressed up that day are you a target or do they know who is host and who is human can they differentiate because previously you were a newcomer yeah. to the town but now if you are in a nice little outfit if you've and put your bow tie on well obviously the only way they can differentiate between the hosts and the robots is the scan in the back of the night but if you're a guest you've not really got that You've not got that technology. No, no. You don't. But it is interesting. Like, what, what kind of programming are they putting in to make sure that, oh, that guy has a lovely three-piece tuxedo. Kill him. <laughs> what, why? Yeah. How do they do that? They would have had a great time at the Met Ball. Like, yes. just going round, yeah. going, you out, you not so nice. <laughs> not the best outfit. Don't like your shoes. I mean, this is it. And I feel bad for all of the female guests at that VIP night that they are now trapped in this horrendous scenario with the added nightmare of being in heels. Yeah. Like, that is not a practical situation. No, no time when I've ever talked about my sort of, like, Armageddon scenario, my end-of-the-world scenario, have I also had to picture it in heels. Yeah. That changes the game plan entirely. I think the only time I've seen that look possible was Bryce Dallas Howard in Jurassic, Jurassic World, World running yes. away in heels. Yes. That was very impressive. She but made that look easy. That I mean that was flat terrain. This looks just a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, it does not it does not seem like an easy thing to do. So Bernard has ended up at the fort, um, right along with Peter R. Bernardi. Yes. He's back. He's back. He's singing a lot of songs, singing a lot of unionist songs. He is very much playing the the part of Dolores' dad at that point, mm-hmm. but then is going through all of these different scenarios. Yep, all these roles. Again, not having the best time of it. It's been a, it's been a weird reintroduction to Abernathy. For me, it's actually been quite emotional, will I say. And I don't know if this is deliberate on the part of the writers or whatever, 
but there's something very. I want to say there's a there's a hint of what it would be like having dementia or Alzheimer's in the way he's performing his part. Yes. Yeah. There's the distress. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who people are. To then see Dolores's reaction to it is also quite distressing because she doesn't know what the heck's going on either. Mm-hmm. But it's being played not perfect as it, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I did find myself with a lump in my throat last night watching Abernathy try to struggle with the situation that he's found himself in. Mm-hmm. His refusal for help and the, the different scenarios that he's going through, the, the fact that he just starts quoting King Lear at one point, yeah. and it's not the nice bits of King Lear, no. it's the very tragic bits as well. Um, Lewis Hertham, who plays him, we had a bit of a, a fan moment on Twitter last night where we basically tweeted him to tell him he deserved all of the awards, and he was very gracious about it, but I think he is an absolute standout star in yes. this. I don't know how you even begin to 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 go through the performance he did. It was it, it was lump in the throat stuff. It was stunning, and I just think he is playing the man who knows too much and almost is burdened with this amount of knowledge that he has programmed into him. And it was really nice to see Dolores show that kind of the old Dolores, Dolores of season one, Dolores of episodes one, where it's her dad, and it's quite like Maeve. There, these they are robots but they do remember family connections, even if it's just a storyline. Yeah. And that's quite an... I think that's a cool feature of them. Yeah, there is a loyalty there, and you wonder if it does if it does go into love, or is it just a case of they, they have loyalty to their own and they have loyalty to the people that have shown them kindness in yeah. the past? Um, her talking... The, it kind of broke my heart a little when she talked about the day she the days that she would have with him and you realised they were all the same day. Yeah. yeah. Every time, you know, oh I'd wake up, you'd talk to me on the porch, I'd go out, I'd come back, I'd go to sleep. We did that again. All of these memories are the memories of a lifetime of a father and daughter, but mm-hmm. twenty four hours they only get that twenty four hours yeah, repeated. Yeah, constantly. Mm. Um I thought that Evan Rachel Woods and Louis Hertham were just phenomenal like yeah. Yeah. if that is not the contender for all of the awards this year if that is not put in I will personally go to HBO's mm-hmm. offices and ask why Evan Rachel would flits between a distressed empathetic daughter to somebody who's got this goal in an end game flawlessly mm-hmm. I mean, she's yeah. playing it brilliantly absolutely spot on Gary says she is she was a stone cold killer last night yeah. it was that, that even that scene where she's chasing after Abernathy in the car and she's getting shot and she's it was like the Terminator it was a brilliant scene mm-hmm. yeah now jumping ahead slightly but we've got three characters that all seem to have been um, have human connections to others so you've got Dolores who can remember her father who is very upset about the plight he's in you've got Maeve who is desperately searching for the daughter she believes is her daughter who may not actually be her daughter she doesn't know if she's still there she doesn't know if her memory's been wiped and then you've also got Hector, who realised that the great love of his life was fake and just kind of got over it, just <laughs> yeah. kind of brushed it off. I think he was he like, really Isabella was a lie, just words in my head, totally over it, how's it going, Maeve? What are you up to? I'll follow you. They're all all coping very different ways. And even I didn't expect the level of emotion from Dolores, considering her Wyatt is so brutal. Yeah. But... At the same time, when Teddy kind of does that slight betrayal offer at the end of the episode where he doesn't shoot the people he's supposed to shoot, that was a beautiful eye roll. But the eye roll of someone who's 
like partner had just forgotten to turn on the tumble dryer. It wasn't a, <laughs> oh, I am done with this guy. It was just a, oh, that again. Yeah. I mean, you say it's betrayal, but he's not betraying his character, which he's uh, not betraying. He's still point. the Milky Bar yeah, kid, remember? There. He's a good guy. He is not the Stone Cold Killer that Dolores is. But is this going to come back and bite him in the proverbial? I think so, yeah. Dolores, Dolores wants soldiers. She does yes. not want a carry-ons. No, no. He's definitely in the wrong team. He should be Team Maeve. Yes. yes. They have a lot more time for emotion. They have a lot more time for personal growth. They would like to be your friend also and you chat get a bit to of you. Banner. You do, you get a bit of chat. Unlike yeah. all of the sort of people hanging about you in weird masks that you get in <laughs> Dolores' camp. <laughs> Just kicking about in weird masks, shooting people, locking people out of their own house. Yeah, I think I'd, I think I'd rather be in Team Maeve, especially when you've got Sizemore around telling you exactly what you're going to say next. Can I just say that scene with Hector was just gold? When Hector thinks that he's telling him something that he doesn't know and he just reads him back his lines. Yes. That was perfect. And the realisation that Hector is Sizemore's sort of ideal version of Sizemore. Yeah. yeah. Says yeah. so much about that character from season one. I mean, do you, do you think the Isabella is Charlotte? Because remember Charlotte said, no, I'm, I'm not getting with you, Sizemore. Yeah. We chase yourself. Bring me Hector yes. in season one. I mean... It does, you do start to realise probably why he's got such an attitude as he built this character to be a version of himself and he is so much more popular than Sizemore yeah. yeah. will ever be. But that's what you get when you make him so dashing and rugged and ready yeah. to, you know, rob banks and mm. cause a fuss. Yeah. So we have already touched on the fact that there was a dragon, um, or I suppose a dragon, but yeah, the return um, of Armistice to the um, Hector Maeve scene when she just rocks up burning people. Oh, with the flamethrower. With yeah. the flamethrower, yeah. She was lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's, that is, I was so happy to see her back. I thought she was a great character. I was really disappointed when she just got trapped in a door at the end of it. <laughs> that was that sad thing as well of like how, you know how you always wondered how would you stop the Daleks in Doctor Who? It's a staircase. Do you just stop the host with doors? Is that what this is? <laughs> um, but yeah, so happy to see her back. Although was slightly disappointed that it wasn't an Evil Dead style flamethrower as arm mm -hmm. situation. She did go for Terminator robot hand. I, I was thinking more Winter Soldier. More of a modern, yeah, yeah, yeah more of a modern film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. She she had the robot hand and the Felix and Sylvester. It's nice to see them back as well. Oh, they just Definitely. look stressed out all the time. I feel really sorry for these guys. You would, though, Sylvester if you had doesn't want to be there. You would if you had a grenade in your chin, though. If you were having to hold a grenade. Yeah, do you know I've I've seen a lot of times grenades been used in movies. That's one of the coolest kind of like torture thing I've ever seen. I thought that is genius. <laughs> Not so great though if they start shaking and you're also in the room with them it's yeah a, that's true it's an easy way to take a lot of collateral damage yeah. also I think. surely you get sweaty doing that so we're going to split <laughs> i think you've really thought this one through <laughs> this is when it turns out you've a risk assessment for all of these scenarios yeah surely you would in that kind of world absolutely absolutely i mean it doesn't it does not look like an enjoyable situation they're in a basement there's the task force are coming for them mm -hmm. Still quite early on in the rebellion. Yeah, they're probably still not quite sure what the heck's going on. Yeah, they've probably not seen up top. I mean, this is it. Are there a lot of employees that still don't know what is happening? There's just a lot of screams in the corridor and they're just still kicking the printer because it's not doing what they want it to do. I definitely think that the security team that are on, you know, on hand at the time have not been adequately trained. Yeah, they've got all the nice weaponry, the nice 4x4s, but did you see the formation going into yeah. attack at the fort? 
What was that all about? I, I do better at paintball. <laughs> that was rubbish. the least effective manoeuvre I have seen in my life. Like, that just... will just walk in a straight line. I was expecting some sort of Game of Thrones masterpiece tactical beautiful scene and it was just 20 dudes in a yeah. line. Oh, it's rubbish. Not even a very good line. Nothing. Just, yeah, we'll just walk out in front of them. Now, I have played a lot of PlayStation and I can tell you that is not an effective tactic no, in no, any situation. No I don't... I do not understand how much money these men are getting paid, but I am not impressed. But do, I mean, do you think that the, the guards haven't been trained to that level of, you know, emergency? Because... They must, there must be a kind of, I think there was a level of arrogance to think these hosts are never going to turn on us, so we'll just hire these mall cops, essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. who can only really, like you said, walk in that straight line. But this team that Strand, um, uh, the two, week, two weeks later, essentially, the team that he's heading up, I've, I'm a bit more confident in their abilities. Yes, although what I would say is that when the were I suppose it was still um, Charlotte was with them and Strand wasn't really involved at this point that when they picked up Abernathy from the back of the fort which I don't understand as well why have you left the back door open why you have this beautiful fort scenario mm-hmm. you are really defending it from the front why did no one check the back door there was mistakes on both sides mistakes mistakes <laughs> on both sides I think they really need to take a look at themselves but Charlotte got Abernathy in the car and then just kind of sat there checking their phones for a bit. It yeah, was that. yeah was, there was never any urgency. No, it didn't. I don't I don't get why there's this golden goose that you need to get out of the park or none of you or none of any other humans are going to get saved. Mm-hmm. So we'll just sit them down and make sure his seatbelt's on. <laughs> the, the fact <laughs> that Charlotte had to say drive is not a good no, sign. No, no, no. Bullets whizzing past you. Yeah. I'll it, just check my Twitter feed. Maybe you should drive? Yeah. <laughs> Having a difficult day at work. Hashtag sad. Hashtag day loss. Yeah, I, it really, that confused me. I don't, I think that's probably why it's taken them two weeks to work out you know, to bring in the task force mm-hmm. to get that park sorted. Yeah. It's just there's been so many mistakes. Mm-hmm. So many, um, I think the expectation as well that they won't get shot and everyone else will get shot is probably yeah, yeah, I think that's right. to their detriment mm-hmm. at the moment. Even though the, probably the first report that came in was, oh my God, they've shot they've folk. shot everyone. Yeah. <laughs> there's no one alive <laughs> also, at this party. they seem pretty adept at the headshot and no one was wearing any headgear. Yes, yes. I am very confused by the entire situation. I have watched a lot of Who Dares Wins kind of style shows, who um, all those SAS programmes, and I am pretty sure I've seen none of those tactics on this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have set people up much better in the real life. But hey, we don't know how ahead in time it is. Maybe wars aren't a thing anymore. Maybe. Perhaps. perhaps. Unlikely, but perhaps. Um, so... One of the big theories that is spinning around at the moment is the idea that in two weeks' time, Bernard will not be Bernard. And I mean two weeks in Westworld time, not two weeks in our time. Um, The idea that he is very confused a lot of the time. He looked definitely quite unconscious towards the end of the episode. (laughs) Um, Very bad shakes. When he appears on the beach, very confused. And even at the start of this episode, when he was asked to talk about his past, he almost buffered little to as he was trying to work out what had happened do we think he's still him or do we think he has anyone else's personality in him i'm not so sure i mean i think that i've seen the theories online of bernard actually being terry but i just think that'd be an incredibly uh, complex layer to add on to an already complex tv show um i just maybe think that bernard on the two weeks later is back onto a loop 
and that they are quite happy to let him lead them to where they need to go. They're just using him because that's all he knows now is to go on this loop. Um, yeah, I, I, if they add the Terry thing into the mix, it's going to be super confusing. Yeah, yeah, this idea that he could potentially also be Teddy now or have had... In the first episode when we see the scalping and they remove the, what to me looks like a washing machine filter yeah. mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and put it in, is that something that they've done to to Bernard? I think it would be too convenient a twist, if you want. Um, I don't think I don't think the creators of this show tend to go down that route so often. I think they like their characters to play out. Um, I think it would be a, it would be a bit of a, a cheap get out to try and cause a bit of a shock factor as well. I just I don't I don't see that being the road that they're going to do, go down at all. I think you're right, Gary, because I think, you know, in the first season we had the big review of William being the man in black, and now if they did, well, Bernard, and then, of course, Arnold being Bernard, and now Bernard's meant to be Terry. Yeah. Who, do we believe anybody's who anybody anymore? Yeah, I know. Who is who? This is it, and could it be, could it be Dolores? Could they have managed to splice Dolores from Wyatt? And- Water stop. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> there are so many possibilities. But what about Maeve, though? It could be Maeve. She could oh. have walked back. Yeah, it's a, it's a very confusing confusing idea. I, I don't know how much merit I give to the theory mm-hmm. at the moment. I think it's still early days. I yeah. kind of oh, hope not. I would like it if he had just taken all of Peter Abernathy's files into his own... I was going to say brain, but it's probably memory bank. And is just possibly fighting constantly to work out which one he should be in and who he should be at that yeah. given moment. Maybe it's the whole thing, you know when you had, uh, when you've got your phone, your iPhone, and there's too much uh, data on it, and your phone starts to slow down. Maybe this is what happens with the hosts. So Bernard has got so much information. Well, Abernathy had this like huge file on him, and he was glitching out all over the place. Maybe the hosts are only designed to have a certain amount of memory files space. In, in memory so space. Basically, yeah. the cloud's full. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And so it should be with all the reveries and the intense plot points and secret <laughs> guides to mazes they've got in them. It's just so, so much is put into these poor little hosts for what essentially in Dolores's early days was dropping a can of beans yeah. at a horse and then going on a nice little adventure and doing some painting. Yeah. Really, meanwhile, there was a whole other ball game happening in her head. <laughs> and we've unlocked it and now everyone's died. Oh. Too, it's too much. I think if Bernard did end up not being Bernard, yeah, I, I don't know what I'd make of that. But I definitely, definitely feel like Charlotte knows he's not real. Yeah, well, he's is. real, but he's not human. He's. I think she's sussed this now. And I think she is keeping him around for a reason. Much in the same way Maeve is keeping Sizemore around for a reason. Yeah, I, I think... I mean, obviously for different reasons, but I think that just you could just tell with the way Charlotte said, is everything okay and everything all right? With a little, almost wry smile. I thought, she knows. She must know. She seems to be in a position of power that I would hope that it is because she is incredibly clever and manipulative and she has sussed this. And I think she's not letting on what she, what she fully understands yeah. here. I would really hope that she hadn't reached that stage and wasn't, you know, convinced that he was a host, especially when she's watched him glitch out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did he get through the door that was the hand imprint with his weird robot DNA? You know, I would hope that she has picked up on these signs and she is one step ahead of this game. Because at the moment, to me, 
she is the only real foe to the man in black. Although I don't know if they will be foes. I don't know if they are all on the same team here. I think there's a lot of matchups that I would like to see over the course of mm-hmm. the season, that's for sure. Yeah. Armistice versus Dolores is definitely one of them. Oh, that's going on the fight card. Absolutely. <laughs> that must be headline fight. So with um with Maeve we got introduced a little bit to the Ghost Nation, which was quite exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, before then also getting introduced very, very quickly to possibly Shogun World, if not a lost soul from the Shogun World has made <laughs> yeah. their way into the West World. But as we have discovered, boundaries aren't really a thing in no, these parks. You just no. walk past a tree and turn left at a fence and you're you're into the next world. Um, which very exciting Shogun World in itself, and that is the one that we've all been waiting for. Yeah, I mean they've been dropping hints about that for a long time. Yeah, we've seen seen the the head being dug out of the snow mound in the jungle yes. or in the forest just seconds before the Shogun comes screaming out of the forest, the trees. That was just a perfect way to end that. So from the Delos Destinations website, they have described Shogun World as for those for whom Westworld is not enough. Which makes me think it might be a bit more violent over there. (laughs) Um, The true connoisseur of gore can indulge their fantasies with the slash of a katana. Modelled after Japan's Edo period, Shogun World offers a chance for guests to embrace their inner warrior in a landscape of highest beauty and darkest horror. Let your true self take shape in the land where self-discovery is an art form. I don't want to go there. That sounds scary. I would love it. This sounds fantastic. Can you make me? Everyone seems like they're going to kill each other. Well, let's be honest. In Westworld, a bullet can end things pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Samurais, shoguns, they can do it slowly with the swords, this, piece by piece. Yeah, this is what I need to know, though. So in in Westworld, if you get shot, it looks as though it's a kind of paintball feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of looked and found the director of one of the shows explaining that the guns slow down if they see a human. So if you are in a battle with swords... If you both have katanas there and are hitting each other, are you just getting hit with a stick? Is that what that works out as being? <laughs> Is there just a host hitting you with something? Because yeah, that, that, I mean, what other way can you do it? Is it or unless it's one of those retractable uh, Hollywood blades that they have? But that's no fun. This is it. Are they just going to keep bashing you with a stick until you're like, stop it? Yeah, because <laughs> you're not going down. Like, you're not going down. Like if you were fighting with a sibling as a youngster. Mm hmm. I mean, you can do a lot of damage with one stick, but I don't quite, I don't quite get how that will work in terms of if you wanted to go out and live this lifestyle. I can get the cowboy lifestyle. Although, can I just say, if I, even if it is a bullet that is slowing down and hitting me like a paintball, I have been paintballing. It's really sore. Mm-hmm. If that happened to me, and I would probably be out of the count for about twenty minutes, yeah. just going, ow. I just think that, that Shogun that's World... That's a bruise. Ow. Shogun World is, like, an even harder level. So if the Raj is easy level, let's hunt some animals. Uh, Westworld is, okay, we'll bring guns into the mix. And now it's, you actually have to learn how to use a sword properly. Yeah. I mean, some people are going to be rubbish at this. I've watched Kill Bill. That seems to take him a thumb in a while. There yeah. was a whole montage. I would like to think that only the best are allowed into... Shogun world because I mean if you're getting in as an amateur then it's just going to be <laughs> yeah it's not going to be very exciting no, it has to be auditions no not very exciting at all if you just watch someone just I don't know making sad noises trying to hit someone <laughs> with something not in a very stylized way so with the addition of the Raj and Shogun world that leads me to the big question for this week is we have found out what three of the parks are we have three parks left what do we think they are future I, world's got to be one of them that just based on the 
past film and yes, past yeah. I you think just there's going to be something back. that's set beyond. Yes. Um, where the science is different, where the text different, mm-hmm. just something that is completely not of this earth. I was going to suggest that surely they would have to because they've ran out of problematic time periods. <laughs> I'll just call them problematic. Um, but yeah, surely there's got to be something there that something in the future where they can write their own story. They're not bound by historical accuracies and, and yeah. animals of that time period and, and you know working at all the buildings that to look the same way. I've, I've got my three that I'd like to see. Yes. Um, and I think the set pieces would be really good for this. So first one is ancient Egypt. Interesting. The pyramids, the pharaohs, um, you can even throw, if you really want to go pro- pro- problematic, you can throw biblical times in there as well. You know, the plagues and stuff like that. I, as soon as you said Egypt, I thought poisonous snakes. I don't know if I want to be part of that like Cleopatra story where I'm just... Then I've got, you know, more a kind of chilled out one. So I've gone for ancient Greece. So toga parties and spas mm-hmm. and a little bit of philosophy. And the last one I've gone for... For which, your hangover, for someone your hangover, comes out and explains you're not tossing some Roman Greco wrestling as well? If you want, yeah, why not? Yeah, if you find that relaxing, you'll want that. And then my final one, which I just think makes good business sense, because think how many people are into Call of Duty and Battlefield and games like that. You have a war world, where it is... I mean, I don't know what war specifically, but you go on missions. Yeah. You, you team up with a bunch of fellow guests and... You know, you could recreate World War Two or things like that. Yeah, I was going to say that I think it'd have to be a, a Wonder Woman style scenario where it's you and a band of plucky, yes, all uh-huh, sorts. Definitely. Because I think a if it was, war yeah, then, yeah, I mean, if it was trench warfare world, that would be very sad, very <laughs> disappointing. I mean, you'd move a meter in a day, you'd get trench foot, you'd have to sleep in some mud. I don't personally find that worth forty thousand dollars a day. <laughs> That is, yeah. I suppose I'd, now that yeah. you say that, yeah, I think that the, the plucky, the, the plucky band. Yeah. Of many men and many women. Here's would be, your weapon specialist. Would be, uh, Here's would be probably your sniper. A bit better. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to have that sort of ragtag bunch of mercenaries coming mm-hmm. together to mm-hmm. do something exciting. One would have to have good one-liners to yes. keep you entertained. <laughs> I mean, I I don't understand why there can't just be a more relaxing world. Just, I mean, I think I'd quite like if they did a sort of. 1940s sort of Gatsby world where you just went, had some cocktails, enjoyed a party. I mean, I know as soon as I say Gatsby... It's a really expensive party. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. I mean, you could just have a party in your house, but I mean, that is it. maybe something that is a bit a bit extra glamour because what we've seen from the Dalos website is that you just need to turn up in the clothes you're wearing. They will kit you out. Right. So something very extravagant like that I'd quite enjoy. What about just a normal world? Because people are, what, a world world? A world world <laughs> because world. people play The Sims mm-hmm. and people play Grand Theft Auto and they're pretty normal. So why not just have that? Well, this is it as well. This is the question. Not that I would never go with that, but <laughs> I mean, people people would. Well, this is the question: is that can you just turn up to any of these worlds and just start murdering? Like, is that always a worry? Because they've said that this Raj is very charming and relaxing and you'll go hunting but what is to stop you from going in there and yeah. causing havoc flipping tables Do you think, and exactly because if you're going to say say there is ancient greece world and then you all of a sudden you know what I, f- I fancy just killing somebody and you do it you spoil everybody else's fun it's gonna ruin the day do you think do you think any of the the qa come in so hey steady on this is not the right <laughs> take world take you for away you. to a security <laughs> office in the corner and give you a telling off Hey, it's the 
big questions there, big question. Um, I, it will be interesting. I mean, part of me really wants them to bring out a very large book that just explains the business behind Westworld. Mm-hmm. How do they run this? How many employees do they have? Where are they getting the catering from? <laughs> like, these are all the questions that I would love to see answered that I hope they do not do in the show because that would be pathetic and sad. And it would just really only appeal to me. No, I I think you're right. I think we need a brochure. Yes. We need a brochure. Yes, because at the moment, the Delos Destination website, obviously, understandably, has three worlds kind of blurred out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you actually go onto the Westworld website, if that was something you visited before this season, it was a very salesy website talking about how you should go and visit and have a great time. If you go back now, it's written from the perspective of Dolores and it is terrifying. <laughs> it's very much about how, you know, everyone's going to die and she's going to take over and you came here to do your utmost desires and that's not standing anymore, which in itself is quite scary. So I I think, yeah, I'd, I'd want a world that was maybe not overrun with hosts trying to murder me. Yeah, I, I think I want to also give a special mention to a Stephen Ogg playing... Rebus, absolutely. Is, is, is it Rebus? Yes. Yeah, Rebus. Yes. He was. He went from full Trevor in Grand Theft Auto to the kindest man on earth <laughs> in Rebus. a split second. I love him. He Woke is brilliant. This was possibly the best bit of that episode mm-hmm. where they found him. They reprogrammed him to be the most virtuous. And I mean, the he was still very murdery though. Very murdery, but to the right people yeah, the this right time. People, that's the it. right guys. I, I loved when you <laughs> chased after okay. Charlotte and said, "You, you need a <laughs> yeah, yeah." You, you need, need a guide. You need assistance. Yeah. All these people are screaming and running from him. I mean, that's the th- that's the beauty of Stephen Ogg is not only does he have the most amazing mustache in the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as an actor, I'm always really impressed <laughs> with mm. his facial hair, but that he is so good at being that creepy, maniacal, mm. something not quite right there character because he obviously has played a, a huge turn in The Walking Dead as well as one of Negan's right hand men, Simon. So to see him come out and then just flip it into yeah, this, it was I'm here to protect you. Yeah. Don't you hurt that nice woman. <laughs> and it leads back as well. It finally makes sense as to why he was shot trying to save some hosts in the first episode because that seemed very out of character when yeah. it looked like 10 minutes earlier he had guests up against a wall and was trying to shoot mm-hmm. bottles off their head. Yeah. Still, there was no milk this episode, which was disappointing. He usually enjoys a nice glass of milk, yeah. but there was none of that. <laughs> We'll have to find out. I really hope he just keeps appearing in all future episodes, just doing, like, I want to save a cat out of a tree. I yeah. just want to see him. <laughs> it, just it just doing... cuts to him doing noble things. Yeah. It'd be great. One whole episode of him just freaking people out, trying to do really nice things. That's your spin off right there. This is it. <laughs> this is it. So that kind of wraps up our look back at this episode. We're very, very excited for the next episode, although the name alone, The Riddle of the Sphinx, has led to a lot of questions. Um, maybe Egypt world is coming true maybe maybe you've just foretold the future so if you want to join in the conversation you can we're at way out westworld on twitter you can leave questions or you can just join us in sending a lot of fan mail to Lewis Hertham (laughs) our favourite actor he is our favourite so far Um, but yeah if you want to leave us a message please do please join in the conversation and we'll be back next week with a look at episode 4 until next time